0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine.
1: This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, owner-operator of his Her's fly fishing, world-renowned fly fishing angler, uh, outdoor sportsman, hunter, fisherman. And uh, he's my hero. You know, when he says he's going to do something, he says, yeah, I'm going to go catch a halibut on a fly ride. We're in Alaska. And I go, well, good luck with that. <laughs> well, you know what happened then. But uh, anyway, Frank, I don't mean to, uh, um, but I would like to pick on you a little bit if you don't mind. Go right ahead. All right. Well, I want to tell a quick story. Frank recently... Uh, started bow hunting, and he was out in the woods, and there was this hawk that was coming down and pestering the farm next door, attacking people and giving them a hard time. So he walks out, and he looks up and he sees this hawk uh, up in this tree, quite a ways up. So he pulls out his bow and arrow, you know, and shooting that with a bow and arrow is no easy trick, especially if you're a beginner. So he pulls it out. And bang, hits the ground. Well, he felt bad about it, but, you know, it needed to be done. Well, then he goes, he sees that there's a bunch of uh, baby eagles or baby hawks in the nest. So he goes, oh, shit. So Frank, being the sportsman that he is, two times a day, he'd climb that tree with a mouthful of worms and feed the chicks.
2: Is that a true story? No. Yeah. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) No, that's not a true story. (laughs) sakes! If I can't eat it, I don't shoot it. When I was a kid, I shot a little sparrow with a Daisy BB gun. Yeah. Maynard made me clean that bird. They cooked it, and I had to eat it. He says, "If you, oh my gosh, it, yeah, you have to." Well, eat it. you know, it's true It's right, it.
2: Okay, you guys, settle down. We got a whole show to do here. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be back.
6: a full-service fly shop, His and Her Fly Fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need, flies and gear. Google His and Her Fly Fishing.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John
0: Hennigan, and we have our
1: favorite host, Frank Shelby, who is the owner, operator, at his first fly shop, expert, internationally renowned fly angler, and good guy. But we also have another good guy, Brian Hatch, who started a company how long
7: have you been around? It hasn't been that
1: long, what, 5, 10 years,
7: right? No, well, it's, the company's been around for uh, almost 30 years, and then uh, oh. I, got involved, I got involved with it uh, about 15 years ago.
1: Okay, well, it's AO Coolers, which is... uh, uh when AO is... Um, American uh, Outdoors. I'm sorry? American Outdoors Coolers. Yeah, American Outdoors. And I'll tell you what... I've seen some uh, prices on some of these new coolers, and it's like they really work. Man, they're expensive. And <laughs> what I really like about yours, your products, and I'll just try and get it out there and let you talk, is my favorite one is your backpack. Um, more than once, you know, i go to Mexico, and I can put 20 pounds of frozen fillets in my backpack, take it on the airplane, and it's just uh, its like taking a purse. They don't bother you. <laughs> and then, uh, um, you know, you get whatever it is, you get home unpacked. Well, the next day or the, the day after, it's frozen rock-hard solid. And it's just amazing. Of course, it works good for warmer hot products, but it's so easy. It's such a no-brainer. And it's a lot of capacity. So that's my favorite one. And i got to check you and send me another one. Custom Me too.
4: Member.
7: But,
1: uh, oh, Frank needs one also.
7: When when uh, when 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 you get a little better at fishing, instead of taking the backpack, you take the thirty six pack, and that'll hold fifty pounds of uh, fish. But if you're <laughs> yeah. only bringing back, if John, if you can only catch twenty pounds, then you can stay with that backpack one. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah well, that's yeah, it's so easy to, be, to carry yeah, can, and everything. You can do, why don't you tell us that's all okay. the different ones you've got?
7: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so we have a we have a bunch of different sizes. The uh, uh the backpack one is our is our eighteen quart cooler. Um the the one that a lot of people bring down to uh to Mexico uh the thirty six packs and those thirty six packs will hold uh fifty pounds of, of fish.
1: That's, so perfect. What, that's that's the right that's the right weight for the luggage.
7: Yeah, and so what people do is you can fold one of those up and put it inside the other one, and then you're just carrying one bag down there, and then you can bring back a uh, hundred pounds of uh, of fish. Yeah. So yeah. that works real that works real well for uh, you know saving money and uh, and uh, and saving space uh, with stuff yeah. too. So well, that's the main thing about them. The
1: other thing is that when you put them on a boat, you know, hard sighted coolers. They slide around, you trip over, and those soft-sided bags that you have, uh, they're just so easy and convenient. Um, It's uh, it's just amazing how you get that type of insulation out of a soft-sided cooler. Maybe you can tell us about it.
7: Yeah. Well, what we uh we've been doing it for years and and we uh manufacture the uh, the insulation uh, ourselves. So it's a uh, it's a formula that we've come up with, uh special insulation that we use in our coolers and stuff. Uh, and just the design of our coolers, you know, how they clip down and everything, it gets the air out of the cooler. The less air you have in the cooler, uh, the longer the ice is going to last. Um and, and just using quality material, <clears throat> we use all YKK zippers. Um so the uh, the coolness doesn't leak out of zippers or anything. Uh, and like I said, we've been successful for, for years and years and they're at a reasonable price. You know, you can pick up our 36 pack cooler for uh, just hundred dollars and the other coolers out there that size and even smaller are, are going for $300. So we, we've tried to keep yeah. our price reasonable. So, you know, everyone can purchase them and everything. <clears throat> and we're the only cooler company that offers a lifetime warranty on the liner and zippers. So, if you had any problems with anything, you're able to send it back to us. But there's no other soft side cooler company that uh, that offers that. So that's what we like to offer to our customers. Um, well, and, John, we, we, I'd like to announce to you, and, and I think you might know him. Are, do you, are you familiar with Ben Seacrest? I know, yeah. So Ben Seacrest works with uh, Accurate Reels and stuff, and, yeah. and we've teamed up with Accurate Reels um, and are doing oh. some promotions uh, next week. Well, with they're them. another American-made company and high quality. Yep, they're right down the road from us, and, and we've teamed up with our fish kill bags with them. And on our website uh, next week, we're going to be giving away Accurate Reels and uh, fish kill bags, and uh, they're going to be doing the same thing on, on their website. So Now, the fish kill bags... That's that's the one you take on the boat. Yeah, that's the one that goes on the boat. That's the four. We have a four foot and a six foot. So if you're on the boat that doesn't have a you know a a, a big place to put the fish or anything, uh, you take this bag with you and you uh, put the uh, fish in there with the ice and it keeps it fresh until you get back home.
1: Well, I don't want to get involved in the story, but I remember when you start going down to Cabo, you would catch a fish and they would throw it in a canvas thing over the back of the boat. You go back in, you throw it up on the hot concrete dock, then they fly it, you get it back to you. And, man, by the time you put it in the refrigerator, by the time it's cooled off, it's already gone off.
7: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so these, these are but becoming very there. popular, and and yeah. uh, and we came out with a nice design showing uh, the tuna on there and stuff. So they've been popular. So Acura saw them and, and wanted to team up with us, and we thought it was a good fit. So we're going to be oh, doing yeah. some collaboration on some coolers and some other stuff with them. Yeah. They're they're basically they're literally five miles away from us, so it was a kind of no brainer to uh, get more into the fishing well, you, market. No, if you if
1: you cool that fish up, uh, and they're warm oh, you after you're fighting. You you know, just uh, you know, bleed it, throw it in a bag, and uh, makes all the difference in the world on the taste, flavor, and texture, and the smell. I got a couple really quick questions. You've got you guys put out a couple new things this year, correct? Yes. Yep. How about telling us a little bit about them?
7: Okay. Well, one of the ones we, we, uh, we did for the marine industry is we came out with an inflatable uh, bumper. And so the, uh, everyone's had the, the regular uh, molded plastic bumpers. We came out with uh, inflatable ones um, that are half the weight, and then when you're not using them, um, they fold up and, uh, and get out of the way. Um, and what we also did with them is they come with a neoprene sleeve, uh, and it comes with a rope. Um, and so they work real well. Um, they come in uh, two different sizes, um, but we found that using them on your boat and stuff uh, is uh, is real convenient, and, and the lightness of them are, work real well. Um, and then well, the, a uh, couple of the uh, the, the other flight. stuff uh, that we have, um, we have the fish kill bags, but one of the neat One's product that we came out—that's kind of—it is new—is—is is the fillet bag. Um, now it's uh, everyone's used uh, the plastic bag, and you and you put the fish in there and and seal it up. <clears throat> we use a mylar bag, which is a lot stronger. It's gusseted on the bottom, <clears throat> on the back of it. It tells uh, the species, uh, the date oh. uh, when you caught it, and where you caught it. Um, and so it's just a, a nicer, uh, well, I'm, stronger I'm, I'm bag. A to preserve
1: your fish. I got fish. a commercial vacuum machine, and we use mylar. But how do you seal yours? They're not. That's not that easy to seal.
7: No, you, well, ours you can seal either way. You can. There's a, There's a zip on the top where. It's real easy. if You can You can do two things. You can put water in there and zip it, or you can dunk it in water, and that get all, gets all the air out and zip it. Or you can just cut it, and then you can seal it like people use their freezer bags and seal it that way. Mm. That's,
2: that, that's pretty cool. Guys, I guess we're going to have to leave it there. That uh, We ran out of time for that segment. The best thing to do is go to AOCoolers.com. That's AOCoolers.com. Get some shopping done. Get some Christmas shopping done, for that matter. And Brian Hatch, thank you so much for being on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
5: and fisherwomen, from five to 12-year-old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free, Unreal real fish sales shirt or hat of their choice.
6: International fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver
3: exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to allow
0: To Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, the owner-operator of his and her fly shop. He's a guide, and he's uh, and he's and he's, he's been there, done that. And if you're interested in anything, any type of flies, wherever you go in the world, he knows what to do and knows how to tie it. So get in touch with his and her fly shop. And, Frank, um, why don't you introduce your guest, and let's get going. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us where he's at, his website, how to get in touch with him. I was going to come up this year, but it was I'm still a little locked down in my house. So how about giving out your website
8: and where you hunt and fish? You got it. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate having me back on the show. Um, We are located in Paso Robles, California. My name is Chad Wiebe. I'm the owner of Oakstone Outfitters. We're a fully licensed outfitting service out of the central coast of California. We also run a uh, meat processing facility and a taxidermy studio as well, all off of the same property. Our website is oakstoneoutfitters.com, and we always be reached on there. Um, or, by calling our main office,
1: well Frank told me not to talk so much, but I have to interrupt. I live about a hundred miles away from you, and uh, yes, sir, you know that's and you excuse me, you do pig hunting too don't you
8: We do and i 'd say that 's probably eighty percent of the hunts that we run. We run pig hunts year round uh here in California, and uh, the best thing about it is that the weather here is uh, you know suitable most times of the year. We get about fifteen inches of rain a year on average, so um as, there's huntable days. We probably have the most huntable days as uh, any state. So.
1: Well, we were a on a few, a couple months area. ago, and that's what really got me interested in hunting wild pigs. You know, there are 2 million wild pigs in the United States, and especially after you are with the vineyards, they're very disruptive. And, you know, they uh, I believe it. Yeah, out. they are. Uh, one quick question. Do you have any property
8: you can hunt on the Adelaide? We do. Yep. My family actually homesteaded in the Adelaide area um, in the mid 1800s. So that's where my roots come from. Um, I'm fifth generation on the central coast. So that's uh, that area is very near and dear uh, to myself and my guides. Yeah,
1: my first pig was taken up there just past the uh, the uh, uh, fire station there. Out there, uh, if you went to the right, you went on around to the back side of Bassamino Lake. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, oh, what was it? The property? Uh, <clears throat> Murphy Buick property. I used to hunt on there. Okay. Yeah. So you get the hy- hybrid, a uh, half Russian boar, half uh, domestic boar now, right?
8: Yeah, you know, pigs were brought into California in the 50s into the Carmel area. Then from there, they kind of worked their way down the coast ridge towards the Hearst Castle. And then, uh, and then from there, I think, you know, like I say, kind of uh, interbred with feral hogs and kind of moving east. And now the best pig hunting is found east or a little northeast out of Paso Robles, King City, where there's a lot of dry land, open, rolling barley fields. Um, and it seems like that that west side of Paso area, the Adelaide area is a little thicker, um, a lot of vegetation, but uh, the pigs have really thrived and done well on the northeast side of of, uh, of the area.
1: Well, can you give us a quick idea about um, a, a guided hunt, or you know, what is it somebody can expect from you if they want to hunt with you?
8: Yes, sir. A typical itinerary for a, a guided and say what we do most of the guided pig hunts is um, hunters will arrive at noon on day one, sight in rifles, hunt that evening, uh, come back to the lodge for a, a, a nice barbecue, Santa Maria style barbecue dinner at the lodge, um, get up before daylight the next day, hunt the next morning until about midday, take a break, and then um, we conclude the hunt by noon on day three. Um, pigs in general like to move in the first half hour, last half hour of daylight. They're very nocturnal. Um we can find them midday, but we kinda of focus most of our attention like with a lot of big game hunting on that uh on that first light of morning, last light in the evening uh scenario. So be, now we also run you do
1: like with a, a three day
8: three nights? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it, it's a two night, three day stay. hmm What about if, what if you want to do some fishing? Uh, we have bass fishing on the ranches as well. And then also, if people want to you know, roll in a, a coastal fishing trip out of Morro Bay, there's some great um, fishing boat charters that run oh, yeah. out of uh, Port San Luis and out of uh, the Morro Bay Harbor as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, there's a couple more questions. What's the best time to come up to go pig hunting with you? Your slow time, that's when you really –
8: you you always do excellent but that's when you get a little extra help yep yeah our our slower time of season typically is right now but i'd say right now with everybody just trying to get away from uh, away from the city and trying to get out into the into into the hills and uh, and experience things a little bit more firsthand and um, it seems like right now we're as busy as ever. But our busiest season Elizabeth, and probably the best time to come hunting for pigs is from May to August. Now, I, that does turn some people off because of the heat we get on the Central Coast. But that's Elizabeth, when we see our largest numbers of pigs, and that's when they're the fattest. So,
1: Elizabeth, I hate to bother you. Can I get a cigarette?
8: Uh, the, oh. One more simple question. I'm
1: on the radio. This is smoke. Uh, how? Uh, oh. How long uh, do uh, it take to uh, butcher your wild boar and package it for us to take back down south?
8: Well, given enough time on the hunt, we can uh, package, vacuum seal the meat prior to uh, the hunter's departing. Most of the time by the end of the hunt, the meat will then be processed and packaged within three to seven Uh days depending on our um, backlog or our workload at that time. Obviously, in our heavier seasons, like in the summer or, um, you know, our deer season here in California starts in the beginning of August. So when that kind of hits, we kind of back us up a little bit into that seven-day period. But um, everything that we do is vacuum-sealed. We make uh, four fresh flavors of sausage. We do a jalapeno cheddar, a Swiss sausage, an Italian, and a uh, bulk country breakfast sausage. Great.
1: Have to add a little fat with most of them pigs up there. It's on the barley fields, don't you?
8: you know, well, I, I hate when on you know the wrap. barley don't have to add too much fat, but you get this time of year they start to get a little leaner. And then we will add some domestic pork fat, which really <laughs> but, helps bind I'm that sauce together to, when you make it wrap, and when you cook it. I've never
1: I've never had um, you know, wild pork. Can you describe the difference between that and what you get in the grocery store?
8: Well, like I like to tell people that the, the flavor is extremely similar. Um, there's just a little, you know, I'd say it's a little bit more taste to it. So uh, I think that flavor you get out of domestic pork is real mild. Uh, it's going to taste the same. It's just going to be, I think, a little, uh, people, I think, I, I hear people refer to it as gamey, but I don't want to call it gamey. It just has a bit more flavor to it. Yeah.
1: Well, it's good. I, I was usually it the is. ones I got up there were really light pink instead of uh, dark. Uh, I never thought they tasted gamey. I thought they had a special flavor that tasted much better in store-bought pork.
8: Well, I think so, and I think a lot of that obviously has to do with what they're eating. Um, you know, anything that, you know, obviously when they're eating in the hills, they're getting anywhere from, you know, probably 20 to 50 different plant species in their diet each day versus when you're getting them from a feedlot, they're only getting about two or three, so.
1: Yeah. John, you have one more question to ask, a short one? I'm not allowed to. Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you I'm, are. I'm pretty, I I want oh, to go yeah, pig yeah. hunting. And what what is the price for a 3-day hunt? About depending.
8: Yep, the the price for a typical hunt would be and it includes lodging on the ranch is 1400 per hunter and that's for the total stay. So
1: you know, that's meals and guiding and everything? Yes, sir. And what about what about rifles?
8: Do you bring your own? Uh you can bring your own or we do offer a rifle rental as well.
1: Uh so I got one quick question they asked you, and I want you to retell everybody where you're at. Can I take my Magnum pistol and hunt up there? I don't know in the state of California if you can do that anymore.
8: You, you, you can still do that. You just better be a good shot. We can get pretty close for pistols, but it does work well. We're located in Paso Robles, California, um, just in and around the Paso Robles area. We also hunt out of Hollister, California as well, and that's about two hours. South of the Bay Area. Yeah. Well, down there, I hunted the wild boar with a bow and arrow,
1: a black hawk bow. And my first uh, wild boar was field uh, caped field capped at two hundred and fifty pounds, and I had to take it into Paso Robles, and there Whoa. used to be a little shop there that did wild game. Yeah, another quick question. What's the average size of a, of a dressed pig that you're going to
8: take? The average size is going to be about 160 to 180 pounds. And that's uh, dressed
1: and cut and all the prime, prime cuts are, are wrapped individually?
8: Uh, yeah, well, when uh, once they process it, you're looking at about 50% yield from the carcass weight. So, I'd say generally, most people are going to take home about 50 to 60 pounds of meat. Wow. That's a freezer, Paul. Yeah. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, guys, we're just about about done in this segment. Uh, Chad, could you go ahead and give out your website and contact information again, please? Yep, you
8: can get a hold of us at oakstoneoutfitters.com. Phone number at the office to book is 805-622-9485.
2: Okay, that's oakstoneoutfitters.com. If you're in the mood to do some hunting in the Paso Robles, California area, hopefully you're in the mood to hear a little bit more fish hunt talk radio. We'll be right back.
6: A full-service fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. All right. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John Henneken,
1: and we have our host, world renowned Frank Selby. And his and guest is going to great introduce for to us today. Great show today, hasn't well, it been, Frank? Yeah. And, uh, I want talk to introduce a lot of We've talked a little bit about quite uh, a while. Winter, winter Fishing in Montana. White Horse, Montana. Hey, Rob, how about giving out your website, your phone number, how to get in touch with you, and tell them exactly what you do all year round, and what are we going to have started next week?
9: Okay, sounds good, Frank. Um, Thanks for having me. Um, So, uh, my name's Rob Weiker. I'm the owner, the uh, outfitter, and main guide for Montana Fishing Guide. Um, you can find me online at Montana Fishing dot com, uh, Facebook and Instagram, same thing Montana Fishing Guide. And you can also call me on my uh, phone number at area code four o six two three three nine zero zero one. So, I'm a fishing outfitter in Montana, and this time of year, uh, the river fishing slows down a little bit. So, we have uh, lots of hard water frozen lakes. Um, so, ice fishing is very popular this time of year. And, uh, super fun, fun way to spend a half day on the lake, catching catch fish through the ice. Um, and then in the spring, summer, and fall, we're on the rivers doing fly fishing trips.
1: Yeah, there's about five lakes you uh, fish uh, hard water ice. I call it ice fishing. Yeah. Could you tell us a couple of them that you do uh, besides Flathead?
9: Yep. So um, Whitefish Lake and Flathead Lake are um, two good lakes for lake trout. Um, The hang up with those two lakes is they don't always freeze, um, so that doesn't happen every year um, or freeze enough to have safe ice so, uh, you know, we're not always on those lakes, but when they're frozen, it's good for lake trout. Um, let's see, there's a little lake, Blanchard Lake, right right outside of Whitefish that's good for crappie and perch. Um, Smith Lake, outside of Kalispell, is really good for pike. Um, there's another little tiny mountain lake that has really good grayling and uh, some bigger cutthroat in it. And then I have private access to a few other lakes up north of whitefish that are really good for um, perch and uh, pike as well.
1: And average for two ice fishing, about what would that run like if we came up on a Friday and wanted to fish Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and then take off?
9: Yeah, so um, my ice fishing trips are really affordable. Um, I typically recommend a half day trip, um, but for the hardcore ice angler, a full day trip works good. Um, half day trips are two seventy five for two anglers, and then fifty dollars a head um, outside of that. And uh, there's no limit on group size. And then um, full day ice fishing trips are three seventy five for. Um, a full day and $100 a hundred dollars head for each person over two. Um, all the equipment is provided, the rods, the jigs, and whatever bait we may use, and um, I use electronics too, so the electronics are included. Um, you just need a a fishing license and a warm some warm clothing, and you're good to go.
1: Well, I'm curious about accommodations. Um, you know a, a five gallon bucket turned upside down. And you're sitting there with your line of the hole in the ice doesn't sound that appealing. But, uh, yeah,
9: you know, know. What,
1: are, what are the accommodations like? like?
9: Um, so you know, it's, I definitely have ice houses that, that we use. Um, but kind of the thing with ice fishing is if you know, if you're not on fish and you're not catching them, you kind of need to move. And, oh, yeah, you know, like a good thing is big moves find fish, and then little moves keep you on them, catching them. Um, So if you're in an ice house, it's really hard to get out of it once you get in it.
1: Yeah, because it's warm?
9: Yeah, because it's warm and comfortable. Um, So, you know, unless it's really, really bad weather, um, we try not to get in the ice house too much unless we have to. Um, So, you know, we're always moving. Trying to find fish or stay on them. Um, so sometimes we're in the ice house when it's when it's really bad with the heater, and when it's actually pretty nice out, you know, you. being in the ice house isn't is it's a little bit nicer to be out. We're
1: talking to people all over the world.
9: The views are really awesome of the mountains surrounding the lake, and um, it's it's actually pretty fun.
1: Yeah, you know, my idea of ice fishing goes back to the 50s, and I froze half to death. But, uh, you know, yeah. next year, I think I'm going to come up and fish with you a couple of
9: days. Yeah, you know, fishing is actually really techie. A lot of people think that it's, you know, just sitting on a frozen lake on a bucket, looking down a hole, hoping something eats your stuff. but. You know, it's 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 pretty technical. Um, little tiny jigs or fake, um, with the use of the electronics where you can see what's going on, it oh. can be way more productive and then you get real time feedback to what the fish are doing when you jig or you're dead sticking or whatever you're doing. It's 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 really technical and it's it's pretty fun. It's 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 I like ice catching much better than ice fishing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we try to be really productive. Um, uh, ice
1: I, ice I'm ice. sorry, I got a question. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been ice fishing, and okay. what is different about the gear that you use for ice fishing that you would when the water's not frozen? Can you give us an idea, you know what uh, what kind of bait or lures or you know and I guess with these augers, you can drill a bunch of holes in a pretty close area, but what what do you use for gear
9: yeah so the so the big thing the rods they're quite a bit shorter um and the reason they're shorter is typically you know like a long six six and a half or you know seven foot rod you're so far away from the hole, and those rods are pretty stout. Ice fishing rods are shorter. They're way more sensitive. Um, you know, sometimes when you get eats, you can feel it, but a lot of times the eats are so soft that you can't feel them, and all you see is, like, the tip of your rod pulled over. So sometimes it's a, a visual take. Um, the rods have a lot of bend to them, so you can keep good tension on them. Um, so... That's so they're,
1: kind of, they're kind of small and lightweight.
9: Yeah, they're smaller, lighter. Um they're like fiberglass. If, if folks are familiar with fishing with glass, um there's a lot of bend and give to them. And
7: do you, do
1: you, use, do you use bait or lures?
9: A little both. bit of both. Um I use little like three or four millimeter jig, uh tungsten jigs, and then you use super small plastic or you know, sometimes we tip our plastics with maggots for a little bit of scent in the water.
1: Oh, um, mealworms.
9: Um, Yeah, so small plastics are very effective. Um, sometimes I use flies, depending on what I'm fishing for. Um, kokanee salmon really kind of hone in on midges um, or chronomids, um in certain scenarios. Um, so smaller jigs. You know, if we're fishing for pike, definitely, you know, bigger half-ounce half, half ounce mm-hmm. pigs with some...
1: Well, yeah, there is, but the ice, when the ice is there, it doesn't mean the fish are gone. They're still living Correct. and doing what they do.
9: Oh, yeah, I mean, they still have to eat, um, so, you know, they're on the move, and then here pretty soon, the perch are kind of pre spawned so a lot of the perch we catch are full of eggs, um, and they're really fat. Um. Yeah, fisher. I mean, they they have to eat or they'll they'll die. So you know, it just you just switch up your tactics in the winter time. Um, electronics are the biggest help because you can actually see what's going on below the ice. You're not guessing. Um oh. You're not wasting time fishing where there are no fish. Um. So the the electronics are a big key.
1: And that's that's something you just. That, that's above the ice that you just look
9: down? Yeah. Do you and drop it through? Yeah, you drop it through, and then it, it shoots straight down. And it's kind of like a sonar. It gives you real-time feedback as to what's going on. So you can see your jig in real time. You can see, you know, the movements that you're doing. And then the cone from the electronics, you know, picks up whatever fish are in the area. And you can see those fish come in on your jig, how they respond to it, um, if, you know if they're interested or if they're not, and then you can adjust.
1: So if, if, right. if you don't see any fish, it's time to move.
9: Yeah, yeah. If there's no fish there, stop stop fishing that spot. Do a big, you know, twenty, thirty foot move. Um, drill a hole. Uh, you know, set down your electronic fish for a couple minutes, see what happens or, you know, however it's going. And if you're not finding fish, you just got to keep moving, you know, no sense fishing where the fish aren't.
2: Just got to keep moving. Hey, Rob, could you go ahead and give out your contact information again real quick? We're just about out of time for this segment.
9: Yeah, sounds good. Um, you can get a hold of me on my cell phone at area code four zero six two nine one. Three nine one six, or you can uh, get my website at montana dot
2: Simple enough, montanafishingguides.com. dot That was Rob Wiker, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Eat, sleep, drink, and go fishing.
2: One more time I said, Eat, sleep, drink, and go fishing.
6: a full-service fly shop. His and Her Fly Fishing offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the
3: staff will deliver exactly what you need, flies and gear. Google His and Her Fly Fishing.
6: Welcome back
0: to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken.
1: This is John Henneken, and we also have world-renowned fly fishing angler uh, who does pretty much everything. He's not, you know, he's not a purist. Um, he just goes out to catch fish, and it just so happens, fly fishing is one of the most uh, productive ways to fish. And uh, uh, Frank's been there, done that. So, Frank, uh, you know, we, we were talking about coming up this year because we do hosted trips. And if you don't want a hosted trip, then we can set you up with your own trip. But if you want it, if you have a fishing buddy, bring him. If you don't have a fishing buddy, we'll set you up with one or two. There if you, you go. One. That's good. And, uh, you know, what we talked about today, uh, first of all, I've never, hunted wild pigs I'd like to do that. And what's great is uh where he's at the location and how easy it is to get there and he's got full accommodations. And yeah. you show up and you can probably even sneak in a I mean, um, um yeah, out yeah, I mean there's some great fishing within an hour of where he of where he is in, in the ocean. So you can do a, you could do two in one. Is the pigs uh, a lot early in the morning or late in the evening? Yeah. And the rest of the day you can go fishing. And then I want to go another trip to uh, probably Ketchikan because it's great fishing and it's very reasonably priced. And the other dream would be to, to go to Brazil and fish the Amazon. And we've talked to some people down there, and it sounds exotic, but it's not all that expensive. So, you know, for a dreamer, the trip of a lifetime can be really easy. Yeah, well, um, in the next month, we'll be able to know a little bit more what's going on and we can give people some dates of what we're thinking about and see how many people out there want to go. (laughs) Well, what we really need is we've got a lot of people listening and we need to get some feedback on what they want to do. Yeah. But well, we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, you know just send me an email, and you can just send it to john at fishtalkradio.com. It's an easy one to remember. It's three words, radio. john at fishtalkradio.com. And so, you know, I've been thinking about some of these things. I like your ideas, but how about this idea? And we'll, we'll take care of you. And That's obviously, because of what we do, we're able to offer these trips at a substantial discount from what you would do if you just called them up and booked
2: yeah. what was that email again there John?
1: it's uh, john at three words com.
2: so they can just kind of write to you and say hey why don't we take a trip here or take a trip there whatever yeah and say I like the
1: idea You know, give me the details. Good. Or, uh, you know, I like the idea, but how about if we do this instead?
2: Okay. Simple enough. Yeah. Where would you like to go, Frank? What's your first choice?
1: I want to go to the tip of Africa. There's only one fish I haven't caught, and I will make it there before I die.
2: What fish is that? I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, okay,
1: but they weigh about 200 Uh-oh. pounds. Oh, oh. They catch them in the surf.
2: We got to wrap it up, guys. We want to say thank you so much to our listeners uh, around the country, around the world, all the military bases. We definitely appreciate you folks being there. And we're going to come back next week. We've got more guests lined up. And uh, thank you for checking in with Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and uh, check out this show, all the previous shows, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.